what's up y'all Y'all might not see me if you watch it on the video, but you're going to hear me. So we here, episode 253. Got a lot to talk about, so let's get right on into it. K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. How are y'all this week? You see you see that? It's Egg J. It's M.K. <laughs> we had it again. Camille here, too. But you know what I'm saying? You got the aesthetics and shit. <laughs> I'm the Air J. <laughs> Only no now. The Air J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. Your boy K here is the gentleman. He ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned the YouTube on, too, and y'all do look like a, a, a real proper sports show fan, y'all. Just a little sports ticker at the bottom the two of y'all in the frame. <laughs> Together. Together? Together. That's my shit. But shout out to Ken. Like he's not able to join us this week. Uh but sending our best to him. Yes, sir. For sure, for sure. Uh sports fact of the week. So June seventh, nineteen seventy five, Alan Iverson was born. Hey. So happy birthday, AI. One of the greatest little men in NBA history. Uh shit. Ruined a generation of basketball players. <laughs> you say ruined a generation? <laughs> hey, I mean, that's what, you know, Stephen A. said about Michael Jordan and Steph Curry. Oh, Did he? Any, yeah. That's uh, what uh, KD was coming at his neck for. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds but no, like it. Ruined? Honestly, honestly, it's probably a compliment. It just means that you're so great that all the kids want to emulate you, even though, you know, they're not you. So, like, they try to hoop like Jordan or AI or Steph Curry, and they don't have those people's skills. Um, it just means you're an inspiration to to me. Like I take it that way. Um, but Stephen A. be stealing so yes. all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got but cooked yeah. today too. Did he? When don't he get cooked? By uh, C.J. McCollum and uh, J.J. Reddick was holding him. Oh, oh J.J. Be they probably jumped him. <laughs> I'm sure they jumped him. <laughs> I'm gonna find the clip. I'll, Stephen A. looked disturbed. Like he was sitting there looking like I should have never fired Max <laughs> Kellerman off this show. Mm. Max should never give me this type of trouble. I ain't never heard him stutter so much since Max left, bro. No, 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 no. I'm like, bro. No, JJ be on his. JJ coming with anger. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he be mad as hell. This is years of him listening to Steven. They light everybody ass. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm, I got something for him every week. I will not let him breathe. Coming with the seats. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shout out to AI. Also, happy birthday, Prince. Hey. Hey. A goat. Happy birthday to one of my all-time favorites. Yep. Um, so, game that needs a name. Uh, Tim, did you do your homework this week? I thought you I, know he didn't. I, I did. I brought the game last week. Every week. Man. I know, like, but I, I didn't do it this week because I figured I passed the class last week. <laughs> do like, like you want to get homework every week. Uh, let's see what we got in here. We have Olympic sports. Mm -hmm. Defensive backs, mm -hmm. fast food restaurants, mm -hmm. Camille put in sports video games, and print songs. I'll tell you right now, print songs, I got like four. 
I'm fired. <laughs> I ain't making it. And when I I'll say four, I really mean one. She got like the whole discography. <laughs> no, I got two. I'll give you album cuts. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. you know what? Fine. Camille just want to win. Let, let, let. <laughs> <laughs> we get past when doves cry and purple rain and I'm out. <laughs> I got to think of action. Oh, man. Damn. Little Red Corvette, 1999, Kiss. 1999, I do know. Kiss, I know. Let's Little go crazy. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. I mean, we just named like five. Hey, <laughs> listen, oh you, better call, you better run them back then. <laughs> I won't even Your name recall. the ones that we just said. I, I won't even name those. Your recall better be on point. Shit, mine too. I ain't gonna hold you. No, I got. I, I claim all the five we just said. <laughs> you can't claim five. What? Here we go with these. Tim gonna try to steal bro. some of them from you just so you ain't know. gonna steal nothing. This is back all free game. Forget. The recall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fast food restaurants or video games? Sports video games. Uh, let's do sports video games. Oh wait, how are you on that? Okay, we can do that. Then. So how do we do like games that come out every year? They only count <laughs> once. <laughs> oh damn! Damn, because we could just sit on Madden. Like, <laughs> We'd be here for a while if we did it that. Let's way. say video game series. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Okay. All right, and then for those who are unfamiliar with the game that needs a name, it is a rapid-fire game where we have a topic, and we get about five seconds each to say something that relates to the topic. If you don't get it, you out. Last one standing wins. Yeah, uh, I figure we can go take order. Hmm. Cool. Why are you huffing in the mic like that? Because I'm trying to think, bro. I'm trying mm-hmm. to make sure I got my, my thoughts right. I ain't got shit coming. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you up first, man. <laughs> Okay, uh, Madden. 2K. NBA 2K. M- NBA Streets. Top Golf. NBA Jam. Tony Hawk. Hot Shot Golf. <laughs> uh, Tiger Woods, PGA. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. FIFA. Pez, uh, it's winning 11 soccer. Same thing. What? Pez. What? You say Pez? Like the Pez dispenser? Pro Evolution Soccer is also winning 11 soccer. Same thing. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> was it Fight Night? Yes. Mm, so if I say Knockout Kings, that don't count. It does. Okay, Knockout Kings. <laughs> Def Jam Fight for New York. What <laughs> <laughs> a good game. Yeah, hey, I'll tap out. So you know. Uh, SS Damn. Tricky. Uh, NBA Street, Volume 1. I said that. Yep. You said volume one? Oh, damn, you said streets. It's total. Ah, you got it. Fine. Like, as soon as I said, I tapped out, I remember it. Like, I ain't say no baseball game. Oh, shoot. I wouldn't even got there. Well, Camille's the winner. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Um, I guess that's... Well, no. We got to plug the uh, good old Good News Radio good app. News. Um, as a reminder, we have a second show. Uh, coming to you weekly. Uh, it is exclusively on the Good News Radio app, which you can download from your Play Store Sorry. of choice. Take that. Um, also, you can catch it on our YouTube page. Um, those are the only two places that you can get it. So make sure that you subscribe to one of those two sources to catch our second show. Tim is... I'm turning it off. Yep. <laughs> Had an echo in here. Uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to one of those two channels or both because, you know, you love us. Um, and make sure that you catch Overtime every Thursday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Yes, sir. This week we are going to be discussing the greatest mixtape ever, that 30 for 30 that just dropped. So make sure that y'all tune in.
I like that commercial. That was my <laughs> shit. <laughs> the big ass shorts. Also, 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 uh, we have a new uh, store. So if you want to support us uh, mm-hmm. by buying merchandise with our beautiful technical file logo on it, mm-hmm. similar to what Tim is wearing right now, that's not available, hey. but thank you, John, idea what, <laughs> what the stuff looks like. Exclusive. Uh, yeah, you can check our <laughs> social media bios. Um, also check our pinned tweet, I think right now, is a plug for the good old merchandise. Um, if you have any ideas of stuff that you want to put, uh, want us to put our logo on that doesn't already exist on that site, please just hit us up. Uh, email Tim, what's the email? Uh, technical file podcast at gmail.com. Is it? I think it's technical file pod. Maybe. I ain't man. I ain't said the email in quite some time. It's been a minute. It's technical file pod at gmail.com. Okay, there we go. Big facts. All right, and with that, we will get to the sports. My phone cut out. Sorry. One second. All right. NBA Finals check-in. We are two games into the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics, and they are tied 1-1. So as a recap, Game 1 saw Boston make a furious fourth quarter comeback when they could not miss, and Golden State could not buy a basket. We've been there. (laughs) Yeah. Al Horford and Marcus Smart were just like <coughs> on one. Derek White also. I think they combined for like 10 threes between the three of them. That was a surprise, Derek White. For sure, for sure. That man got <clears> that <throat> Fred Van Vliet new dad boost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like so much PTSD from this from these finals. Um and then game two, we saw a Warriors classic third quarter domination when you had Jordan Poole out here hitting from half court, <laughs> Steph Curry <laughs> doing Steph Curry <laughs> thing. <clears throat> Um, and Boston just turned over the ball left and right. So after two games, what are you guys' takeaways? Camille, you want to kick us off? Yeah. Uh, the first game, the third quarter, I mean, everything was pretty much even up until that third quarter. Uh, it felt like and then the Warriors did what the Warriors do. And that's pull away in the third game one. I was like, man, like they, they knocking these boys out. They ain't coming back. Next thing I knew. The Celtics won, and I was just sitting there with my mouth open, like, <laughs> how how did how did y'all Al Horford, <laughs> Marcus Smart? I was sitting here like, yo. But after the first game, I was okay. Whose team shooters do I believe in to be able to do this more consistently? And I was like, the hey, good thing Boston won that game because they should have won that game. That was a big outlier type of game, in my opinion. Game two comes along, and it felt like things kind of corrected in that sense, where it was like, okay, here come the Warriors with a big third quarter again. Oh, Clay Thompson was god-awful in game two, but luckily Jordan Poole was knocking down some shots. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, he was knocking down some shots for him, so it, it evened out. But, like, it's going to be a tough series. Um, I feel like a lot of people were sleeping on Boston going into the series, just kind of overlooking them a little bit. Boston is a great team. Uh, <laughs> it sounds kind of well, like what I say about the Bucks, but like Boston tends to beat themselves when they lose. Like they just turned the ball over so many times in game two. Uh, and it just led to the Warriors taking off in transition. So if Boston can clean that up, I would expect the next game to be a lot closer. Um, but I still think the Warriors should win this series, which is against what I thought initially, but. F it. I'm cheering for the Milwaukee boys. So, uh, 
I'm going Warriors in this one, but it's been entertaining. Although I did turn game two off with like, <laughs> like nah, this one ain't gonna be like game one. This one is over. I'm about to go play a video game or something. So, uh, but yeah, it's been entertaining. Yeah, just to highlight the difference between game one and game two. Game one, Al Horford and Marcus Smart combined for 44 points on 16 field goals, including 10 made three-pointers. Uh, Al Horford and Marcus Smart in game two combined for four points on two field goals, no three-pointers. So, uh, yeah, a, to- a tale of two games. Um, Tim, what, what are your key takeaways so far? Camille kind of sounded like Draymond after that first one. was like, oh, well... Who, who they right. I was gonna say he wasn't wrong. <laughs> oh, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> but I mean, we've we've also seen again, like as a Bucks fan and playing Boston this postseason, we've also seen games like that where we've had our foot on their neck and all of a sudden out the blue, they just could not miss a shot. And it's just like the unusual suspects. It's not like it was Tatum or Brown. It was freaking. Pritchard won a game, or Grant Williams a game, or Al Horford four out of seven games. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they they punched him in the mouth initially, and it was actually, I actually watched that whole second half, and I thought that was just kind of wild, because it was kind of like uh, like Boston has been doing. Like they, they Eventually, they suffocate you to the point where it makes it difficult for you to play, uh, get your shots off clean. Like, they're very physical. They're a big-ass team. So they present an issue nonetheless, but... The Warriors in the third quarter, every game is just like, bro. <laughs> like, they just, like, out of halftime, it was like, all right, we good. Let's go ahead and put our foot on their necks. Put the foot on the gas. And it's just every game. Third quarter, you, it's one of those, like, if you know if you can withstand the third quarter with them, you could probably, you have a chance. But some of them third quarters be gross. <laughs> Disgusting. And the game is over by the end of the third. And it kind of felt that way after game one, but... Shit, I, yeah, the game one felt like a miracle to me. Like that shit was that, I mean it was it was wild. It's like I think Steph didn't make a shot after like the six minute mark or some shit like that. Like it was it was wild. But Yeah, ser- I think game one changed Sorry, I wasn't talking about my um game one changed when Jalen Brown came out at the start of the fourth quarter and just like he kinda he took over. <laughs> he couldn't miss. Um and I don't remember how much Golden State was leading by, but like you steadily saw it creeping down and they just mm-hmm. weren't scoring. Like that was really the bigger issue. Like, yes, Boston had like an outlier shooting performance, but like Golden State turned the ball over and missed a bunch of shots. Like it was <clears throat> Yes, Boston took the game, but at the same time, it's like if Golden State even has like a slightly below average quarter, like they win that game. So um like I I also agree with Draymond, which we can get to his antics in this series if you guys want bullshit. to. He's been Draymond. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I agree with his statements after the first game. It's kind of like, yeah, like I would, like if I'm a Warriors fan or a Warriors player, like I wouldn't be worried about it because it's like, okay. And actually, I said this during the Bucks series. It's like, okay, do it again. It's like, you just went, you just had an outer body experience. Like, Al Horford been in the league, what, 15 years? Yeah. And like, that was the most three pointers he ever hit in the game ever. Like, so it still counts as one so it's like don't take it lightly and mm-hmm. don't a lot you know like don't just hand it to him going forward but at the same time like if you believe in your game plan like come out execute it better like that was basically what going State did like they i don't think tactically like they did anything differently necessarily in game two they just played better yeah it was a 40 to 16 was, for, fourth in that first game yeah 
I was saying too, um, they mentioned in game two how much better defensively Golden State was against the pick and roll, which uh, you know, Boston does love the run. So that was that was good. They also frustrated Tatum. Like I just looked up the box score. I mean, people take plus minus, how are you gonna take plus minus? But Jason Tatum was a minus thirty six in Woo! game two. That was Woo! And I got this stat from Reddit, so if that's wrong, then blame them. But that, apparently that minus, you said minus 36? Yeah. That was the highest, well, the lowest plus minus in NBA Finals history. That's um, stuff. Which, you know, against single game plus minus, take it or leave it. But, like, that is indicative of what we saw. Um, and get, I'm not going to talk about Tatum because, like, I always feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you about to attack him. <laughs> You know, I'm throwing you the oop. Go ahead. I, like I don't want to take a victory lap. Like I don't take any joy in this. I'm just saying, like they have definitely frustrated him. Like game one is what three for seventeen, um, which is really just more so him missing shots. Mm-hmm. But like game two, like he seemed to be playing better. It's just they they he was eight for nineteen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like it seemed like more like he was in rhythm, like he was kind of getting to his stuff. But like they still frustrate the hell out of him. And that's without having to even sick Draymond on him at all. Like Draymond, Dray, Draymond, Jesus, Draymond took the Jalen Brown thing and just kind of like shut his water off. So yeah, pissing him off. Jalen Brown was impressive. Game one, mm-hmm. like I was like this dude. I was like I like the way he's. Which one thing about watching this series too? It, it's I do hope it goes a distance. Just you know, so we got basketball as long as we have basketball. But it's been interesting watching, you know, the the two wing star player rotation and how that works. Yeah, I mean, mm. plus Jordan Poole showed up in game two. He didn't show up in game one. Granted, Clay didn't really show up in game two, but it's just did he show up in game one? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I said it before. I think I said it when we had our finals preview. If you get to game five, six. Clay is gonna light your ass up. Like he just enjoys game five and six for some, especially game six. He just goes unreal. So you get that far. Good luck. Good luck. You One gotta- thing I will say about Clay, to your point, I did like in game two that even when it was out of out of reach, they kept Clay in the game. They're like, just try to get some rhythm here. Like just get up some shots. <laughs> there is no pressure at this moment just keep trying to shoot so i, I like that aspect of it clay's gonna have him a game eventually like it's gonna happen so just keep shooting keep shooting good shots because i don't know what he'd be doing with that weird mid-range where he kind of fade pull up with off of one i'm like why are you making this difficult clay just <laughs> don't yeah, do all that. I, I feel like he's pressing a little bit right now and i don't know yeah. if he feels like he's in a shooting slump or what but it does seem like he's getting outside of himself um with the shots that he's choosing to take mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's because of boston's defense or if it's just you know him being in his own head but um he definitely needs to get on the right track going forward um but it's clay thompson so like he's gonna have a game where he hits like five six three pointers and can't miss for a spell so you kind of gotta take the good with the bad um what are my takeaways from these games um trying to think of anything that hasn't been said by you guys already draymond draymond did um, <laughs> like it was effective um but it's kind of reminding me of like kyle lowry in the last series and chris Pratt, chris paul like the last two postseasons to be quite honest it's like it's kind of sad watching people when they only have the antics left 
if that yeah. makes sense mm. you know what I mean like it's like Draymond knows he has to goon up the game because it's like he's still effective defensively but he's not the same like terror that he was even like, at the beginning of the season like he had that injury that knocked him out for a little bit so it under, it's understandable but it feels like it's more desperate now than it has been in the past like he's always been an adjutant adjutant agitator like he's always been sure. that guy but like it just felt more like and i mean like it bore out like he's like i know they're not gonna kick me out so i'm gonna just habitually step over <laughs> the line and just do, annoy the fuck out you do shit like he tackled grant williams <laughs> uh flat out and it was like lee blocking for steph later on the three well, people you know. <laughs> he was definitely running i formations uh out there right and no the ref ain't calling nothing but then somebody made a point like they got to try to fight through those to make them illegal and they were just kind of letting him move him back like mm-hmm. oh no he's pushing me <laughs> <laughs> uh him and grant williams is like spider-man mean because yeah. like y'all really are I mean, it's you know, poor man, straight mind green, but it's still same, same. What you say, Tim? Same, 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 same. Uh, so like when Draymond was even saying that to his face, like you trying to be me and you not me, like yeah, I mean, shit, nigga, you got a point. Like <laughs> he likes much like the uh, the Paul Pierce slander, where he's like they don't love you like that. Like you know, he, he's an asshole, but yeah. he's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't make him less of an ass. Right. Yeah. He so, tells no lies here. He likes to do the mental warfare shit. Like, yeah, he's good on the court, but it, like mentally, he's that he's mm. that bugaboo that's gonna be like, bro, if dude say one more thing to me, bro, I swear to God, if he push me again, I'm so sick of dude. Like, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how Boston responds to that in Game Three, because I've heard on various podcasts, Jeff Van Gundy was on the Low Post. Um, I think I heard it somewhere else where like. If you Boston, you kind of got to fight back. And Emmanuel Udoka came out today and said basically that he's like, if I was playing, like, I would be in a double technical, like on tip off. Basically, it's like you got to stand up for yourself. Like, if you if you getting bullied psychologically or physically, like you kind of got to hit back because bullies only respond to that type of you know that type of uh, behavior. So, yeah, I know y'all have said it on here already, but man, Boston is the most complaining about the reps and the physicality team mm, at the same time trying to be like, we the bully, we the bully. <laughs> Y'all can't be both. Either you the victim or you the bully. Which one are you? Pick one. They trying to be both. They want to be both. That's why they flop so damn much. Ah, he pushed me 30 yards down the field. Like what? But I mean, like that's the mark of a true bully. Like they can't take what they dish out. So yeah, I give you that. But they gotta they gotta stand up and fight for themselves because it's like Man, I don't know I don't, I, don't, I don't see Zebo getting. Well, I think but Zebo ain't like a bully. Who... He like you know he stand up for himself, but he ain't gonna go out and like like he's not doing what Demarcus Cousins was doing back then, like where he's like trying to intimidate people. He's just like I'm an intimidating person. Like I don't have to go and do all the extra <laughs> shit. You know mm. what? You're right. Boston is just trying to put their that 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 uh Brooklyn series had them uh mm. thinking they was boy. Meanwhile, like, you know, Brooklyn, like the softest team in the league. So it's like, <laughs> what are you really doing here? But then they play me. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they play Milwaukee. It's like, oh, oh my God, Giannis is on. Oh, he's just running and he's running jump, dunk man. Like, bro, y'all just push, push man. Like, what are y'all talking about? And y'all flop, They're throwing right? four flop. bodies at Giannis. He's still running them over. Literally throwing bodies. Y'all can't do this. But then they're falling over Stop like uh, bowling, pl- bowling pins. Anywhere close to him. Although Jalen Brown did get screwed on that uh, foul on Gary Payton the second because like he oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm. 
but I mean, so far, like for two games that basically ended up being blowouts, like I was entertained for, you know, seven eighths of it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully we get more of that going forward and it's, we actually get some crunch time. Uh, not crunch time. What's it called? Uh, last five minutes within five points. Clutch time? Clutch time. Uh, clutch time. Yeah. Hopefully we get some of that in the series. I feel like we will. We'll probably so. get like two games of that. So, Camille, did you ever make your official finals pick? Because uh, I know you made technically. a Do you want to say- have it on wax? For sure. Um, one, I, I said that Boston would be in the finals, so I'm, I'm happy that came to fruition. Although I thought it was going to be Milwaukee. The way I worded it was, whoever wins this series <laughs> is going to the finals. So... Um, I'm glad that panned out. But overall, I think the Warriors should pick this one up. Again, I, th- I feel like people aren't giving Boston enough credit with even everything I just said. Like, Boston is a very, very good team. And again, mm-hmm. Boston tends to make things difficult for themselves a lot of the time. Part of doing business is they don't have, like, a, a true, true point guard. So it is what it is. But overall, I'm going with the Splash Brothers. I think that although Boston's defense is so stout, uh, they haven't ran into an offense like the Warriors offense yet so I'm just going off the strength of that and also the Warriors defense although it might not be known as like a top tier defense these dudes play together like they're connected on a string even Steph Curry be out here playing defense now so <laughs> Dog, Steph <laughs> as long as you can clamps, he, like back to back possessions I think he like stonewalled uh, Al Horford in the post and got a steal yep. and then like clamp uh, I mean it's Peyton pressure but still like you don't see Steph moving his feet like that, cutting off driving lanes, and all, like, like who the fuck is like he's that? doing his job? Like they are out here playing some defense, and it's like as long as they can stay within themselves and frustrate Boston enough for Boston to make you know make their little silly mistakes, which you can do when Mark Smart is your point guard. No shade, but it's truth here. Uh, <laughs> the Warriors should win this. I think he goes at least six. No, in Boston they'll probably go seven, like Eric was saying. They got dubs and seven. Yeah, I got the dubs. Okay. Period. Um, one last thing I want to mention, like Robert Williams. I don't know if they. I don't know how much longer they can play him. Like that man is mm-hmm. compromised out there. Um, so that'll be something to watch for because I think that much like the Bucks series, they might be better off without him. Uh, like not saying that he's in his compromised state like, I think that they'll be better off like downshifting a little bit and going small against Golden State um, give you more wings or at least like switchable bigs like you don't have a, like they don't really have the Warriors don't have anywhere to stash Robert Williams the Warriors don't play anyone that you can stash Robert Williams on is how I wanted to phrase that um, and that's in the best of times so, like even especially now like they've stuck him on Wiggins I believe to start game one at least and by game two, like that's not tenable anymore. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing because, like, they don't want him to be like the pick and roll big. Mm. Um, so, like, you can't put him on Looney, and then you definitely can't put him on Draymond for that matter. Um, so, like, they want him in that Giannis rover uh, rover role where he can kind of like help off the corner and just fuck shit up. Um, but again, like, if that's Wiggins or Clay, God forbid, like, you can't. You can't do that. So right. it'll be interesting to see what Boston does with Robert Williams. Like I wouldn't be surprised if 
like, oh, his knee flared up. And he <laughs> He's he can't be played today. They'll adjust. They, I mean, we even saw them adjust midway through game one. Mm-hmm. Like it was funny watching that game start because Steph Curry was getting all these open threes, and I literally had texted my guys like, "Yo, this ain't Drew Holiday, <laughs> and this ain't Kyle Lowry. Like, you need to go over. You can't drop. You can't drop." They had that and drop coverage. It was, like, it ain't gonna work, and they changed that up pretty quick when they, you know, figured like, oh, okay, this is Steph Curry, like the greatest shooter to ever exist. So let us let's actually play some defense on him. I don't understand why you would go into the game trying to think you could do job coverage against Steph Curry anyway. I think it's just because that's what they had been doing. Like you know, you just kind of get into a, mm. a habit. I don't know. And I mean, like honestly, <laughs> like there was a three where Steph was like at the hash mark, <laughs> and then. You know, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson are like, you got to be up higher than that. I'm like, get in or drop. But, like, dude is at the three-point line. Like, you can't really – like, you asking to get roasted if you, you know, step up on Steph that far out. Like, yeah, you got to be worried about the three, but then you're just going to blow right past Daniel Tice. Like, there's a it's a no-win situation, honestly, um, with that matchup at least. That's the plight of Curry, bro. Like, you got he got to guard him in front of the announcer's table, bro. <laughs> like, why am I out here? <laughs> like I hate. What they say, pick him up from the moment he wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. I'm making an executive decision because I hate. Uh, not that it's on here, but I hate how quickly people start talking about Finals MVP. It's like let the game play out before you have that conversation. Like, there's no reason that who's the Finals MVP after one game. Like, fam, listen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week. Uh, on to some uh, sadder news. Former, rest in peace to former Cowboys and Bears running back Marion Barber the third, who passed away at age thirty-eight last week. Yeah, man, I was sad about that. I used to love Mar- Marion Barber, dog. Like he was one of those running backs. I always used to come. They used to say it when he was announcing too, but like he's like a bowling ball that running back. Like bro, just bouncing off of cats and just keep going. <laughs> like they talk about the greatest what two yard run of all time when he was. Almost behind the line of scrimmage. Well, he was behind the line of scrimmage, and he almost got a safety. And he actually made two yards out of it. But I just remember him running through cats, like, just moving and grooving, dog. Like, I mean, unfortunately, like, that might have aided in his demise if you think about, like, you know, the toll that that takes on the body and the mind. So, so that was one thing that Des Bryant, I think, pointed out. It's like, you know, to <clears throat> fans, it's like, you know they remember these moments and that's all we are to them but it's like that stuff has ramifications later in life so um it's like not making <laughs> not I'm trying to say you wrong for that i'm just saying like pointing out like that is something to keep in mind when we watch these gladiators uh put their bodies through literal hell uh for our entertainment so you know just again rest in peace to marion barber the third and just peace in general to all former and current football players so for sure yeah, sending love out to uh, all those who loved him, loved and knew him as well, while they deal with uh, him departing his physical form. Like that's that's tough. So sending love out to everybody. Uh, no real way segue. So congratulations to Rafael Nadal who won his 14th French Open title. Um, that's his 22nd Grand Slam victory overall, and he became the oldest champ in the tournament's history. King you, of Clay. Did you King watch of it? Clay? Yeah. Heck yeah, I had to see. I had, I had to see Nadal on the clay. That was. I, I didn't watch much of the French Open, um, but when I saw that Nadal was in the finals, I was like, "Let me, let me check this out." Because one, I didn't think he was going to still be playing because I heard he had a bad, uh, a bad foot. 
And then afterwards, he came on and confirmed that, like, yeah, uh, I played that game not really feeling my, my foot. They they shot me up. Sheesh. And uh, I just played pretty much on one foot. And I'm sitting here like, you breezed through on one foot in the clay. Like, running. this might be the end of Nadal. <laughs> he was saying that he for sure is not playing at Wimbledon. Mm. Um, and he's over here mulling a decision to get uh, a surgery on it again, which would have him out for quite some time. But he said he's going to try to keep fighting. And these injuries, once they come, it's it's hard. Like, we haven't seen Roger Federer in almost a year now. Like, he's been dealing with his knee stuff. And I don't know, man. Fed and, Fed and the doll in particular, like, I know everybody be talking about... Uh, uh, Djokovic, but like those two, Nadal and, and Fed, for me, like th- them the two, them 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 two is it. No disrespect to to Djokovic, but eh, you it's, can disrespect it's, him a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sad. Like those are the two dudes who got me in attendance. So for me to get to a point now where it's like I'm watching the end for him, it's it's real bittersweet. But I was happy to see Nadal uh, get another one. Uh, one. Shout out to uh, Coco Golf. She made the finals. She didn't win, but yes. shout out to her. Um, and two, I think Nadal just needs to start being like Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, just make make the French <laughs> Open your one tournament of the year. Like, On the clay. Just, just build your body back up so you can come right back out and, you know, defend your title in perpetuity. Um, like, so, yeah, shout out to Nadal. Um, so, from Camille's favorite uh, ancillary sport to mine, um, golf. Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson are among the numerous former PGA golfers that have joined the LIV Golf Super League, um, which actually opens play this Thursday. So um, the LIV Super, I don't know if it's live or LIV, so I'm just keep saying LIV (laughs) Super Golf League. It's it's called LIV because it's the Roman numeral for 54, which... Oh, what's, what's the significance of 54 to this organ? I forget, but it's 50, it's LIV because it's supposed to be for 54. Gotcha. That's three, that's what, three 18 hole courses? Yeah. I think but it's it, something about the courses. It's something along the lines. I forget. Okay. But it has been uh, controversial since uh, its inception due to its financial backing by the Saudi crown. Um, <laughs> they gonna make a super league somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere they try to I do mean, they're being, soccer. They're being uh, accused of sports washing, which is basically what they're doing in soccer too. Where like they trying to launder their reputation and their money mostly, <laughs> um, <laughs> through these sports uh, leagues and sporting events, so that like there's more prestige to Saudi Arabia, and you kind of ignore all the all the questionable stuff. The lower <laughs> tournaments or the well, lower no, no, leagues. No, I'm saying like their reputation. So like. Mickelson actually got in trouble for saying like, "Oh yeah, you know," mm-hmm. when he was considering joining. He's like, "You know, they have a bad, you have a checkered history. They killed Khashoggi and they did all these other things." And like everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Like, why <laughs> like wait a minute. <laughs> well, like, he said that, and then he's like, "But you know, like I'm really excited about like what they're gonna do for the sport of golf." Hmm. And it's like you know, sometimes you gotta. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. So then like there's backlash to that, and that's why he hadn't played. Okay. I think since like February. Because he took, mm-hmm. you know, he took some time took away to really consider, you know, like to, to clear his mind and quote unquote think yeah. about what he had, what he said. Yeah, and then people knew like he was going to end up joining this thing anyway, which he did the week before it started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they have reportedly given him a two hundred million dollar deal. I'm not sure over how long that is. I, I want to say it's just one year. Woof. Woof. Um, 
They got money. Man, they got, they got money. The bags is the bags is long. That's why Crown Jewel be over there all the goddamn time. I, I, exactly. That's another example of <laughs> exact sports same laundering. Um, like they're using their money to launder their reputation, um, so that you forget about you know. But don't nobody forget. And shit. Nobody forget. I did see that they offered Tiger Woods. They said it was a uh, in the high. I have it. Nine, it's a they mind, said, they said, quote mind blowingly enormous high nine digit figure deal. Yes. And he said no. And if and if Phil got two hundred mil, and they talking about. What Tiger was gonna get was in the high nine, just short of a billy, probably. You know how strong your moral compass has to be to be like, you know what? No, I don't want almost a billion. No, no, thank you. <laughs> to play four golfing events for oh, you your don't money. get cut, and you're gonna win money regardless of how you finish. Like, yep. Mm. And he did say like it's because of what the PGA Tour means, and like that made me then go back and do a little bit of research of like. The PGA Tour has just been the PGA Tour as long as I've been alive, so I never really considered like his origin story or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. what like mm-hmm. the PGA, the Pro Golfers Association has existed since for like a hundred years at this point, um, but it didn't become a PGA Tour until like the late '60s because what happened is the Pro Golfers Association actually includes like club pros and instructors and all these other things, and like the actual tournament players were like, we're not getting enough money out of like these tournaments that were like basically they the the sport of golf exploded because of like jack nicholson Mm -hmm. jack nicholas sorry and arnold palmer and all those people (laughs) 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 Uh, like all those people so like basically like all these tournaments were getting more and more revenue from tv and live audiences and stuff like that but like the money was going into this pot and then they would distribute it to like growing the game locally and these players are like yo we you know like we're bringing in the money like why aren't we getting more of a cut mm-hmm. so like they came to a compromise where they would create this tour um so basically it was spearheaded by you know jack nicholas and arnold palmer who are like tigers idols essentially. he's like i don't want to throw away what they created you know just to chase a bag for so everybody like, said, like it's, it's the morals of it although i don't know if there's necessarily I mean, it's the saudi so like I know who's on the closer to the moral side, but like I don't know if there's necessarily a good guy in this situation because like the PGA Tour is basically just trying to cover their own ass at this point. Um, because the PGA Tour commissioner Jay Monahan has promised that any tour member who competes in the rival event could face suspension and possible a, possibly a li- lifetime ban. So like they're really just trying to like head off um, like their own competitions. Like if you. If this is a capitalist endeavor then maybe we need to like embrace competition because you know no that's what every every league that has had the saudis come through and try to create their own super joint has pretty much gone that route like if you go over there don't come back <laughs> don't come back over so like, here it's like is that where like the the, the super league. league that that thing that was saudi led yeah because they wanted they wanted to make yeah, they, pretty much the Champions League is the pinnacle mm-hmm. of all the leagues. And then they want to make a super, super league, which had pretty much everybody from the well, top, like, top. That league. I remember. I'm just saying, like, I didn't know it was, like, Saudi-led. Like, I thought it was just, that like, was part of the it, yeah. top, and like, eight teams or whatever. They all had the conversation, but it was going to be, I believe it was going to be in Saudi. I believe they, they were, the venue was going to be in Saudi. That's mm-hmm. weird. You would think they still have, well, whatever. Um... But yeah, so like some of the notable names that have joined the league so far include Sergio Garcia, Kevin Nye, Lee Westwood, and Martin Kamer. Um, also, Ricky Fowler is 
reportedly rumored to be joining the league, but he hasn't officially announced, at least as, as of yesterday. So, interesting things going on in golf right now. Um, Can I just say one more golf-related thing? I never thought I would say I've watched anything golf, <laughs> but I did watch the match ah. last week <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady against Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, I was so entertained and I did not expect to be maybe because they're not professional golfers so like when they would like Josh Allen was hitting the ball into the into the stand like to the <laughs> people on the sidelines I'm like dang watch out y'all <laughs> and that I mean and they had Charles Barkley on commentary like it was it was a way for me to digest golf where I was like this is entertaining and I was also sick with the vid so I don't know what to do so I'm just watching golf and I'm texting my uncle and I'm like, this kind of made me want to go golf. Like, I've never had <laughs> a desire. Like, for real, I've never had a desire to golf until I saw them doing it. And my uncle was like, go ahead and do it. Because my uncle Michael was like the only person I really knew who golfed. Hmm. And he apparently was cold. No, I'm talking about like growing up. Oh. And whatnot. Like, he was the only person I had ever saw like a black dude golfing. It was my <laughs> uncle where I'm like, okay, well, all right. But now I'm getting older and I'm like, man, maybe I should try to golf or something like that something where i can be outside and compete against myself <laughs> i mean you don't drink anymore but like people like to do that out on the course too so if you need another reason not you but people considering taking up golf. shoot that's when my home my homes had like five beers when he was out there <laughs> they was, was like, also Jesus. talking shit to each other too <laughs> that's that's another big part of it like it's, it's, it was it's, it's healthy like, competi- the- competition but it's like among friends and like nobody takes yeah. it too seriously like we're not leisure, out here right? trying to go to yeah we ain't trying to go to the masters but I'm like you just <laughs> like, you, like towards Ozzie. the end they got all serious like they stopped talking to each other like that and I was like oh Aaron Rodgers locked in now mm-hmm. Brady locked in right, that putt at the end Captain Clutch yeah yeah I mean these are Aaron also Rogers like four of the most this. competitive people probably on the planet so it makes sense. Like once I learned not to hit the ground, to, it made me want to go golf. So I did want to say I also want to shout out my uncle who told me that he, in his in his best days, used to golf in the low. He golfed in the low seventy. He said he hit a seventy three. And I figured out that's actually fantastic. So mm-hmm. shout out to my uncle because I didn't realize he was that cold at golf. Mm. Yeah, no, I break a hundred. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, he said that was when he was retired. So now that he's working again, he said he's probably hitting in the eighties again. But I was like, "That's you was you was out here doing? It. I need to go. I need I need to learn." You been to Top Golf yet? Yes, I went in uh, Vegas with my mom and my cousin. They're putting in like a knockoff Top Golf in um, Franklin. What's a knockoff Top Golf? It's just it's Top Golf is just a different company. Mm. <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but yeah, like at the like where the like the baseball stadium and the ski hill and all that stuff is in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put one in there. Huh. See, I gotta learn how to get. A, I need to learn how to swing now. I just be out here just. That's what I'm saying. Like when I learn not to hit the ground before I hit uh, the ball off the tee, <laughs> then we trade. I'll be good, but uh, right. I'm skipping the ground, bro. <laughs> just go to driving range. Plenty, plenty of debits in the ground. That's what I was doing. I was doing driving range and top golf. I've been to top golf and driving ranges, and I have yet to not skip the damn club. I'm gonna fuck my wrist up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. Then when I did hit it, the shit was curving to the right. I'm like, duh, okay. We'll figure it out. Well, uh, shout out to Dub. Like, he helped me. So, if you want to. Sure. Check out with him. Shout out to Dub. Okay. Uh, I, don't know, I don't need him yelling at me on the golf course, bro. I'll be quiet out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, that, you maybe, that's just you bring, maybe that's just you bringing it out of him. Because he calm the shit with me. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Um, uh, Tim, what Tim making me out? 
<laughs> I mean, tip make you yell. So like that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No happen. That's just that's that's Tim being Tim. Um, but shout. Go ahead. Real quick, when we get off the air, I have a Tim story. This this man was belligerently drunk. Dog, they hurt my feelings, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. The whole team <laughs> blew my high to no end, bro. I was, I was, I was feeling myself. I was happy. I was enjoying my Friday, and these uh, Buzz Killingtons as a like the whole crew. Okay, I just laughed. Okay, it was funny. This Tim was on some. Tim was drinking gin by himself, acting the fool. Hey, listen, I got off work. It was a long week. <laughs> it was Friday. I got to the crib. I said, "You know what? Let me hop in the shower. I'm gonna turn the game on, play the game with my friends, have a drink or two. I was fucked up. Got on 2K. We was hooping and shit. And these motherfuckers just blew my high to the point. But they just like, no, you need to relax. I ain't say shit for the next two games after that. He was playing some freaky music in the background. It was a lot going on, man. I was playing just music. I don't know nothing about no freaky music. Man. I was just I playing some music. What kind of music like were you playing? Electric. Everything. It was like electric. I was playing uh, Electric by Marion came on. <laughs> <laughs> so all we could hear over the mic, the whispers of electric. <laughs> 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 it was funny. It was funny. But then was, after that, funny. yeah, then the niggas lost. And then all of a sudden, the mood changed. And all of a sudden, everything was tenfold. And I was like, you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them. I'm not. I ain't gonna say shit else to them. Fuck all of them. They don't want to have me. I was enjoying myself. Wait, we lost to the team by one. Ran it back and lost about damn near thirty. What's crazy? What's crazy is that I at this point like. I say Tim is my brother-in-law. I know when Tim is really getting frustrated. So I was trying to like have his back, but he was he was already drunk. drunk. <laughs> even my help was not being accepted. Like I'm trying to like wordsmith it out. Like oh, you know, but no, Tim was not. It was not. It was not going. Like Tim, you remind me of Kobe. I'm I'm explaining why. I'm gonna let you finish. Cause like Kobe used to like. Shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot, and then somebody would criticize him for shooting too much, and then he would just stop shooting. Completely. <laughs> and it's like I ain't tell you to just like not shoot. It's just like don't shoot as much. No, you criticizing too much, and I gotta stop. Too much. So when Tim would talk, it's like Tim gets to talking. People are like, damn, Tim, you talking a lot, and then you're like, fuck it, I ain't saying nothing else no more. And then it's like, yep. okay, yep. fam, like I ain't. <laughs> yep. Not so much. Like, no, nope. ain't no in between. You gonna take all of me or none of me? Pause. <laughs> uh, Utah Jazz are in search of a new coach after former coach Quinn Snyder resigned. Um, he spent eight seasons with the team. Um, that was announced on Sunday. So, Jazz ownership and management has spent the last sub, the last several weeks trying to convince Snyder to return as coach, even offering him a contract extension. But he simply decided that his time had come to step away from the job. He had two years left on his contract, including his own option year on the final year. Um, obviously, that's interesting in and of itself, but it was reported shortly after he stepped down that Donovan Mitchell was described as, quote unquote, unsettled, unnerved and wondering what it means for the franchise's future. Um, as Mitchell considered Snyder a significant part of his reasoning for committing to a five year maximum contract extension in 2020 and Snyder's decision to step away on Sunday left Mitchell surprised and disappointed. Kind of surprised a lot of people. I feel like you don't think so. You know, it surprised you that he, he they basically like it's been the worst kept secret pretty much all years that mm -hmm. he was looking to step away. Like he was rumored for the Lakers job before that came available, which 
you know, again, just another knife in Frank Vogel's bag. <laughs> but, like, there's been speculation. They sure did. Mid-season. Yeah. There's been speculation <laughs> that he's uh, in line to be Pop's successor in San Antonio whenever he decides to retire. Interesting. Um, so there's been a lot of talk all year that this was kind of like a make-or-break season for the Jazz in general, just, like, with their core and with this coaching staff. So um, if you remember, they have new ownership as of, like, a year, year and a half ago, when Brian Smith took over. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Lindsay stepped down shortly thereafter. They brought in Danny Ainge. Um, they changed their training staff because, you know, they got into it with Donovan Mitchell over his ankle injury. So there's been a lot of turnover in Utah over the last couple of years. Um, and I've got to imagine this isn't the last domino to kind of fall. Um, what's interesting about Donovan Mitchell saying that he's unsettled and unnerved is like, to me, that read as. Oh, I got an out now, so I'm going to take it. Um, whether that means he's actually going to demand a trade at this point, I don't know. But I do know that this is kind of, it feels like this is laying the groundwork for his eventual departure. And again, worst kept secrets in the league. Nobody really expects him to finish out his contract in Utah. Mm-mm. So he has three years left. Um, we'll see what happens over the next year. And a half to two years. I saw that the uh, the Bulls were interested in trading for Gobert. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Report, reported that this morning. I think it was uh, where it would be a deal centered around Vucevic and Patrick Williams. Which, I mean, it seems kind of fair. Like, I mean, salary matches. Vucevic give you more offense than Gobert would. Yeah, I, I can't wait for Gobert to go somewhere else. I can't wait. Because I feel like if he gets into the right situation, he's going to be a lot more uh, used <laughs> uh, in a different situation. Like, I was thinking, like, I don't know how, but like, if he gets to, like, Dallas, like, I was like, Luka can make that man look like a doggone uh, <laughs> all-star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he'd be the only one down there, man, in a pain anyways. Which, I mean, like... He- Hopefully, whatever team does acquire Rudy Gobert takes like what has happened in Utah over the last couple of years and uses that to build their team. Because like I think where Utah keeps getting into trouble is like they have four minus defenders around Rudy. Okay, three and a half minus defenders around Rudy Gobert. And it's like, yeah, of course it's not gonna work in the playoffs when you can kind of scheme around having Rudy at the basket, and then mm-hmm. you just got a bunch of people on the perimeter that can't hold water so (laughs) again for his sake I hope that he's put into a better situation that can kind of where he elevates a defense not has to be like the complete foundation and (laughs) the end where he has to be the defense exactly (laughs) he is the by himself all of the defense (laughs) a system unto himself so if Donovan Mitchell does demand out this offseason are there any places that you would want to see him go or that you would be interested in and be like, oh, that, you know, that's a game changer type deal. Like hmm. so, to give some examples of places, I mean, <laughs> the Knicks are basically doing the Kawhi Clippers playbook where they <laughs> just send in everybody <laughs> to all of his games, um, which apparently is rubbing the Utah front office the wrong way. So, like, it would rub me the wrong way too. The likelihood of them doing business together is very low before you even get to a point is like what are the chat i mean where are the knicks gonna send back um but the knicks are a destination if he ever hits free agency because he's from new york his dad played for the mets like he 
again, open secret. <laughs> it seems like he wants to play for the Knicks. Um, other places is like uh, Miami, a Tyler Hero kind of centered deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Do not want. Don't want to see that. That's fair. Uh, who else do they got? Uh, who, who else would be a good? You want to stay in the West? Shit, he ain't got to stay in the West, but he ain't got to go to Miami either. <laughs> he could go to Charlotte. <laughs> like they got the they got the space and room, or they got the salaries to make it happen. Or something. I could actually see him in Charlotte with ball. So then, hmm, hmm, hmm. ain't much defense in that backcourt. But no, no. But I mean, then they would probably trade Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier or something like that. But still, like him and Ball in the backcourt would be pretty dynamic, though. I would well. I mean, again, like you got. I mean, it's, it's Danny Ainge, so he's gonna try them wherever it makes the most sense for his team. But mm-hmm. I would imagine that if Donovan Mitchell has any say in it, he ain't going to Charlotte. <laughs> he's trying to force his way out of Utah. So, and it's, it's funny. I just pretty uh, good. oh, sorry. No, so I just Google like Donovan Mitchell trade rumors and <laughs> Charlotte. Ah! <laughs> Charlie's trying to do a bunch of turnover, but they got they got not necessarily the space, but they got like the salaries and the kind of the, they no, got holes all the, over the place. Is, yeah, this is just an article, you know, thinking of places where he could go. They named the Knicks, the Cavaliers, the Hornets, the Hawks. I can see Again, the Hawks. Hawks would be defensive backcourt would be problematic. <laughs> but also, like, they could probably just outscore everybody. So Plus, Trey, no, Trey needs, no, like, Lonzo six one guards and right. your your backcourt. No, at no. least with with uh, ball, he plays he's defense. six seven. So he tries. Ish. And <laughs> <laughs> at least I would say he has def- defensive potential. Like I don't think like he's six seven, long arms. Like he gets steals at least. Um, so if you can ever kind of get him to lock in on that side, like yeah, he could be like at least. An average defender, like I think, best case scenario, Trey Young is like a below average defense defensive player just because of his size and his frame and stuff. So I'm just thinking about the ball movement too. Like I feel like Lonzo, I mean not Lonzo, uh, Lamelo is more of a willing passer than Trey would be. Trey needs to get his 30 shots up. No, Trey be dishing. He does. I'm not saying he don't, but I feel like Lonzo. I mean not Lonzo. Melo is more of a Lonzo in the brain, huh? I just keep flip-flopping them too. But LaMelo <laughs> is more of a willing passer than I feel like Trey would be. I think... Not saying I that don't, they don't. I don't disagree. I think that the distinction for me is that Trey needs the ball in his hands to create, whereas LaMelo is more about, like, ball movement and getting everybody kind of involved. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't dominate the ball in the same way that Trey, that Trey Young does. Like, I got to get my 30 shot. I'm going to get my 10 assists, but at some point in time... Those 10 assists are coming off with pick and roll <laughs> and lobs or pick and roll mm-hmm. and a kick out as opposed to, like, ball moving, the sick gets back to me and then I make it back. You know, or like he creating just, for you. Like, everything kind of has to run through Trey, which is, like, why Donovan Mitchell, unless, like, he's one, unless he's, like, meeting somebody to team up somewhere or if he's, like, going somewhere and they're building around him, I don't know. Like, he's a ball-dominant small guard that doesn't defend like it's it's not the hardest thing in the world to build around but like at the same time it's like fitting him into an already existing system would be tough like even him going to Miami like yeah it'll be a problem but at the same time it's like is Jimmy gonna be cool with that like is 
you know, like it's a lot of shots. If there's already an alpha, quote unquote, in that situation, like he got he butted heads with Rudy O'Bear and like Rudy O'Bear barely touched the ball in offense. Like, <laughs> and he made sure he didn't touch it. <laughs> well, shoot. Are you wide he, open he down there? Watch out. Uh, <laughs> be an upgrade with Kyle Lowry. Kyle was looking big washed in the in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, did y'all see uh, Pat Riley basically called him fat? No, no, Dang, I didn't. Lord. Uh, oh, let, let me y'all y'all talk amongst yourselves. Like I'm a, I'm a. Dang, I can't believe anybody. Pat was out here calling him thick with two C's. Mm, mm, mm. He also thick with two C's. Ah, ah. Thick boy. He also said that uh, Tyler Hero basically had to start playing defense if you ever wanted to be a starter and get paid. So damn, Pat was shooting from the hip. Pat was being Pat. The only thing I saw from his uh, his little conference was when he they would ask him about when do you think it's time to break up a team or when do you don't want to run it back and he was like, well, me and my wife run it back every day. So <laughs> wow, I'm like, what? I'm like, what does that even mean? What you talking about right that, now? That was Pat? a Tim ass response. Like, um, yeah, I was, wow. like, I was like, what? Like, what you want, bro? I, I don't it was, get it. Shit, the I'm looking at different teams, like where he would be able to, like, okay, see, so got a million picks, you could trade him over there. Not saying that it's the perfect fit, but you got a million picks, and Danny Ainge, you know, he loves his draft picks. <laughs> so he could, he could, in essence, go to OKC. Uh, Portland? No, him and Dame, no. Mm-mm. It'd be the same Mm-mm. issue as everything as mm-hmm. we stated before. <laughs> okay, so he said, uh, here's Pat Riley on Kyle Lowry's conditioning. The bottom line with me and for me, as far as hoping you can get the most out of a player, is that you have to be in world-class shape you just have to be he's definitely gonna have to address it address that and it will be addressed so said he gotta be better conditioned as far as tyler hero he said but as far as being a starter come to training camp and win it sometimes it's that easy oh wait i skipped the part uh the next step for him and i think we're seeing this in the league is if you want to win a championship and you want to be a starter you really have to become a two-way player you have to improve in certain areas of your game. I saw improvement in his defense this year. He's got great quick feet. But as far as being a starter, come into training camp and win it. Sometimes it's that easy. And sometimes the fit was better for us coming in, balancing the energy of scoring and having someone who can really control the ball. If he wants to be a starter, we'll see in October. That's something that you earn. There's no doubt that he has the qualities to be that. So, hmm. I'm not mad at that. Nope. Um... You guys have mentioned Charlotte. Um, they are closing in on the fi- closing in on the final candidates for their vacant head coaching job. Uh, Mike D'Antoni and Kenny Atkinson are both set to meet with Michael Jordan this week. To and um, sorry, and an official offer is expected to be extended to one of them. Give it to Kenny. D'Antoni had his time, yeah of the two yeah. Honestly, yeah. like Lamelo with Mike D'Antoni, pure offense. I know. I mean, he could. That's he what could I'm saying. That would be fun. Like, it might not win. But it <laughs> that's that's be just fun. pure offense, bro. Like Kenny, at least he'll still let make him. Like, he didn't do bad over there in uh, Memphis. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that Brooklyn squad. I actually enjoyed that Brooklyn squad before they destroyed the whole damn team. Because before, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Before they destroyed the team, it was like KD and Kyrie step in there. But the year before, we was like, man, this team is going to be crazy because they have all these pieces already. All they have to do is just step into it and let the pieces, because it was a bunch of nice role players, and he made them work. Like, they, were, they weren't winning like that, but they won enough to where you'd be like, okay, Brooklyn really is going to be an issue. I think that, Ken, like, 
it depends on what they want. Like, I think for player development, and like I'm talking about like the role player development, <laughs> Kenny mm-hmm. Atkinson is great. Like, if you're trying to build something over time, Mike D'Antoni is gonna come in, revolu- not revolutionize, but like basically put Lamelo and like their running gun system on steroids and really yep. like let them free. But I don't know how much better necessarily they'll get. So like I get it. Like from a building a culture, building a solid foundation for hopefully a championship team in the future. Like, yeah, go with Kenny Atkinson. But if you want to have like a fun team that can probably get you like a mid seed in the East um, and maybe, you know, scare a team or two in the playoffs, Mike D'Antoni might be better suited for that. It's just basically like, where did they think they're at and what, you know, what level are you trying to get to? You sum that up perfectly. That's the exact difference between the two that I, as I see it as well, which is why I would be like, Go ahead, get Kenny. Like someone who's more well-rounded, but yeah, Dan Tony would be fun. Like it'd be a lot of fun. so super fun. To win. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, I got the the hockey game on. They out here checking each other. Jesus, they're gonna be swinging in a minute. <laughs> also, Man, shout out to the Colo- Colorado Avalanche for advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals. I saw that last night. Yes, sir. So it's uh, New York and who? Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, okay. No, Edmonton. Edmonton lost. Yeah, they're playing Colorado. So Tampa Bay and New York. Um, and New York is up two one in that series. Game four is on as we speak. Nice. I know New York smacked them. I think it was game one or game two. Mm-hmm. Game one came out the gate just. It's like seven to four or something like that. Like I turned on the game. I think it was like six to two. Oh, good lord <laughs> yeah I turned on the game I think they have four goals and like while we were recording on Wednesday like they scored two goals within like 10 minutes it's crazy uh, yeah anything else on the Charlotte coaching short search nah. no sir I think so uh, in other coaching news shout out to Rasheed Wallace he is set to join Darvin Ham's coaching staff in LA they ain't taking no bullshit uh, he gonna be like the uh, you down this hassle like you ain't gonna square with him, but I'll square with you. <laughs> That's gonna be interesting dynamic though because it's it's gonna be interesting to see how the coaching kind of lays out with LA with Darvinham is probably gonna try to bring in like a, a he's gonna bring in like a bud type system I feel because of the fact that he's been with him literally damn near his entire coaching career in the NBA. He said he wants to implement a four out one in offense so. Mm-hmm. That sounds bud esque. They might even go to drop coverage on defense. <laughs> but it's, it's just one of those things like now you're bringing in Sheed, who has always been known for his fiery personality as well. Like, sounds okay. like a good cop, bad cop routine. Right. And so it's like, okay, who you gonna have talk to Brian? That's what they need. Yeah. They definitely need because that's what something that Darvin Ham said where he was like, "I'm a straight shooter. Like I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just tell you what it is. Everybody got to be accountable. I'm gonna just tell you what it is." And to bring in Sheed, who really don't mind telling you what it is, they can definitely play good cop, bad cop. He can talk to Russ too. <laughs> oh, he gonna talk to Russ. Hey, that's what Stephen A. got cut up all, uh, over on first take today. What did he say? He, he said something like, I, I guess it was along the lines like Westbrook shouldn't have been at the press conference or something like that. And CJ and JJ was like, why? Like, what you on? <laughs> I sent y'all the clip. I can't play it. But yeah. he, it's like a minute. He, Stephen A was just looking like, if y'all don't stop talking to me right now. <laughs> hey, you want me to play it? I got it. 
Yeah, go ahead. Let me see here. What we got going on? Riveting podcasting right now. A random, random tape, and then you explained a bunch of things about Russell Westbrook that had nothing to do with that tape. And so I want clarification. Sure. What is your issue with Russell Westbrook being at that museum? That's a wild not, That's a wild thing for you to say. Him supporting his team, his organization, yeah. his coach, a fellow African American man that gets hired by the Los Angeles Lakers. Don't go there. Now, now that's not. You say this is what you said. But no, no, but see, you said that he. when you bring up another African American man, that's not where I'm going. You said that the Lakers organization discussing training him. What does that have to do with him? Well, what I'm saying, no. What are you talking about with that? You said him going to the press conference, you're disappointed. I'm saying, I'm, no, I'm saying, no, run the tape. We gotta say The Lakers organization has been talking about moving. He looks so irritated, but he ain't st- again. Once Max left, I ain't heard Stephen A. stutter this damn much. I, I said, I said oh, wait, I, I, no, 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 don't you do that. Don't you, don't you dare. Only I get to talk about motherfuckers. Don't don't call me out like that <laughs> on my show. But that's bullshit. Like you. Oh, I, I I wasn't saying that. Like that's part of what you were saying, though. Yeah. Like if you're upset that he showed up, it's like yeah, part of it is probably he wanted to support another black man, which yo ass don't really seem to think about. Like when you do things, so. And baby, that's one of the things that he likes to bring up, game. though. What? Like, well, I'm glad another black man didn't turn around and say something like that. It's like, no, that's why he was like, don't do that to me. Like, no, bro. Like, that's in essence what you said. Like, part of the organization is the the black man is leading this organization now on on the court. So it's like, if Russ is there to support his coach, who you also endorsed, hopefully. I, I can't remember. I ain't listened to first take in a little bit. <laughs> I'm hoping that he endorsed. <laughs> Then in essence, you saying that he don't understand why he was there when he's one of the three main stars in LA. No ands buts about it. It's Russ, AD, LeBron. And I mean, not like, in that order, but. <laughs> but I mean, like every conversation, every interview that I've heard Darvin Ham give, and apparently it was more the same in the press conference. Is like they're all operating under the assumption that Russ is going to be there. So like whether he was in trade mm-hmm. talks before or not, like. They mm-hmm. seem to be moving forward with Russell Westbrook as part of the equation. And, like, I don't know how effective Darvin will be, but, like, he at least is saying that he expect like, he wants buy-in from Russ defensively to start out mm-hmm. with. Like, he wants him, and he wants him to be a, a focal point in the offense. Like, it's not just, you know, like, a flyby. he's going to be marginalized on offense and just, like, you know, pay attention to defense. Like, he's, like, he wants... He's building a relationship with him, and it seems like with Russ showing up to the press conference, like at, at least there's an open line of communication there. So, like, I don't see how that's in any way, shape, or form, like, going to be a bad thing. Um, which Stephen A. was arguing that he shouldn't have been there, which is like that's stupid, fam. He on the team. Like, just because you want content for your television show, like you want trades and trade rumors and all that other shit, like you shouldn't be rooting for like this thing to go south. Um, openly. Well, I mean, some people be out there, they don't give a shit. I mean, I'm just saying, though, like, you're going to get called out on it if that's what you, it appears you, that you're doing, which is, like, you know, JJ and, C, JJ and CJ saw through his bullshit, so. And CJ was calm about it, too. No, that's mm-hmm. what you said. Run the tape. <laughs> you said, you said run, run the tape. tape. Just run that run back. Tape. He ain't used to having receipts pulled on him. That's funny. No Pat Riley. Don't, <laughs> you know. Uh, former Laker, former Buck, former Heat. Former Timberwolf, former Nick, 
Yes. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Michael Beasley is on his way to China. Um, he has signed a seven-figure deal with the Shanghai Sharks of the Chinese Basketball Association. Bam, bam, bam. Good for him. I'm glad he got some getting the bag to go hoop. Good for you, Mike. You see that uh, highlight? Uh, the he had like a little uh, highlight clip come out recently um, with the sign with the announcing of the signing. Somebody else posted a clip of him like recently, just kind of hooping and stuff like that. Boy, he was out there cooking yeah. John Wall. <laughs> he was lighting John yeah, Wall ass up. They post a few of his uh, open run, like gym. Like he, Michael Beasley is talented. Like, we've all bucket. known he was talented. He be talking big shit too. He is a bucket. He gonna be a bucket. He always been a bucket. Like yep. make score basketball, which I think. China might be like the perfect spot for him. Like he's getting the bag, and he'll get to go out and score as much. But like Chinese scoring numbers are so inflated to begin with. Like I can only imagine. Like if and he's only like, thirty three. Yeah, if if he's in the right situation, like he could easily average like forty. Boy, I'm looking at the titles from like all of the different news outlets announcing his signing. I'm gonna just go down the first five. Former number two pick Michael Beasley reportedly getting seven figure deal. That's Yahoo Sports. New York Post, NBA draft bust, Michael Beasley getting seven-figure deal to play in China. TheHeavy.com, ex-Lakers forward, Michael Beasley signs with Shanghai Sharks. Another Heavy.com, ex-Heat star, Michael Beasley signs seven-year deal. And then The Spun, oh no, I'm sorry, Essentially Sports, said Chinese League Michael Jordan, former Lakers star set to make his Asian debut after backing a seven-figure deal. Like, damn! Bro, which 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 outlet called him a bust? Uh, the New York Post. Which the New York Post. Cool. No surprise. Okay, of course it's them. That's what I said. I was like, don't don't be coming after my boy. I'm a, I'm gonna defend Michael Beasley to the end of me after the year he had with Bucks. He yeah, just, I fucked with. Him. I wanted him to come back. He just a like he's a good dude. Like he just he was a young guy who had a lot of money. He was in Miami. Like it just. <laughs> Money and he had a lot of personal stuff going on. Stuff just, it just it didn't line up for him. But I, I wish Michael Beasley nothing but success. For sure. On the opposite of the spectrum, somebody that we don't usually uh, wish for success for, uh, Derek Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I'll be interested to see what his New York Post headline is nah. going to look like after this. Uh, he's been let go, fired as the head coach of the Los Angeles Sparks after a disappointing five and seven start to the season fred williams will take over as interim head coach i wish ken was here oh ken i do too ken would have given him a big fuck him <laughs> he's been waiting on him to go he's been waiting yeah, no, on him to leave yeah. <laughs> he's still he's still pissed that Derek like Derek fisher's pretty much the reason that candace parker is, is you know like i'm out of here yeah, yeah. Mm. but it's a list came back so yeah uh, and then Derek Fisher was only playing her like 10, 15 minutes. So, ain't he the GM? Yes. So, not no more. <laughs> I will relieve you of all your duties, sir. Wish him the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> uh, we're also saying happy trails to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who. Uh, it's magic! Paid for nine teams over 17 seasons. He confirmed his retirement to the AP um, in a text message that was sent on Friday. He started games for all nine teams, which is an NFL record among quarterbacks. Um, however, he never made the playoffs. Damn, I ask y'all a question. Yeah. yeah. Nine teams. When you hear Ryan Fitzpatrick, what team, what jersey do you see him in when you Buffalo. think of him in your head? Miami. Buffalo. First one now for me is Tampa Bay, but then it's Buffalo. 
Because of the because I only remember the Tampa Bay stuff because when he had the, the chains on and <laughs> the, the open the open track jacket like that's the what pops in my head when I think of Ryan mm-hmm. looking like Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that is an ode to white mediocrity because that man played <laughs> seventeen years, didn't make the playoffs once, and. He stayed getting the bag too. They, they, it was the cycle. It was, he was one of those cycle mm. players. I loved Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like Jets, Ryan His Fitzpatrick. Loved him too. Like yeah, like he ain't, he ain't really win much, but he did. Jeff, the Jeff Fisher of coaches. <laughs> so at least Jeff Fisher made a Super Bowl. He had fun though. No. Like I feel like he had to be someone who's like a lovable. Lo- he's like Ash Ketchum. Ah, Ash won the league eventually. <laughs> catch him caught like 40 Pokemon his whole career, fam. Tell him, gotta catch them all. Uh, no, I feel like Ash caught, he caught a bunch of them. He just let him go. No, he fam. gave him away and shit. <laughs> you go running the wild, I put you at level 100. I'm, I'm gonna miss you. It's been real. You've been my starting Pokemon since episode two, but it's been real. It's episode seven. <laughs> uh, y'all watch way more of that show than I did. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, uh, Pokemon was my shit. <laughs> Dwayne! <laughs> Head on down to Cerulean City, man. That's all you need to do. I'm on the road. Then they used to come out with the songs and shit. They, they had like albums. See, and Dwayne shit. in the comments. He said it was 43 Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> that man, he turned that hat backwards. <laughs> Just to lose, fam. Just to lose. He did catch hella L's. I ain't gonna hold you. I know Pikachu was tired no, of this shit. I did, Fucking I did him read, up. Though. They said that part of why he lost so much was on design because they wanted to teach kids that like losing ain't the end of the world. True. Which well now they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh damn! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Aaron Donald has a new contract. The deal replaces the final three years of his prior arrangement with the team. Um, the contract, per source with knowledge of the terms, has no new years. Instead, the existing deal was torn up and it was replaced by a new contract. He'll get ninety-five million over the next three years. Um, mm-hmm. So he's literally getting a forty million dollar raise, and he, that last Again, year is a co- option. I have a question. Yeah. Does the NFL salary cap actually exist? No. They can make money. It's a work. statement. <laughs> they just move it around. <laughs> they they say that shit like, oh, we ain't got no money, but the cap is set. Like, how you how the hell teams is twenty million, thirty million over the cap? They still signing motherfuckers. And then all of a sudden, out the blue, yeah, we restructured 18 million contracts. <laughs> all their money due three years from now, we gave them the day. How? But then in the like next just, three years, we're going to own more. They $40 million of new money. Out the fuck they, 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 they lower that uh, that salary number and then give it all in the signing bonus so they can kind of get it off. It's, they cheated. Mm-hmm. They cheated. That's what they do typically. Fucking $1 million salary for a $99 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> Like how, bro? We don't do they this They said often. that he's the uh, he the first quarterback to pass thirty million per year. Oh, like, I mean, this contract is unprecedented. Like, I mean, it's Aaron. He Donald. got he he got a new deal with no new years, and he can retire after two years if he want to. And it's all guaranteed, fully guaranteed with a no trade clause. So, Phil Yates tweeted, Aaron Donald, 2014 Defense Rookie of the Year Pro Bowl, 2015 All-Pro Pro Bowl, 16 All-Pro Pro Bowl, 17 All-Pro Pro Bowl, Depoy, 18 Unanimous All-Pro Pro Bowl, Depoy, 19 All-Pro Pro Bowl, 20 Unanimous All-Pro Pro Bowl, Depoy, 21 Unanimous All-Pro Pro Bowl. That's how you get $95 million. And then, mm-hmm. then 
wait, wait, wait. Then Michael's at Michael Swander <laughs> tweeted, Buddy Hill, December 2016, rookie of the month. March 2017, rookie of the month. 2018, nothing. 2019, nothing. 2020, nothing. 21, nothing. 22, nothing. That's how you make 94 million. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! So, That's teach, your kids to, the NFL. Yeah, yeah. teach your kids how to shoot a jump shot, not a spiral. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or be Aaron Donald. Again, like you got to be the greatest <laughs> defensive player in NFL history to get Buddy Hill money. You got to be That's the best defensive shit. force the, the game has seen since Lawrence Taylor. And you got to fight for you got to you got to threaten to be retired to get the money. <laughs> I ain't finna play for y'all no more. Okay, okay, bro. Okay, bro. We know it was a figment of our imagination. We tried to scare you with the salary cap shit. We can. We got the money. We got the money. We'll make it work. We got the money. It, it's somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell the lunch ladies hold on for a minute <laughs> like we'll, we got it bro we'll, we'll, we got you don't worry about it just come on back he gonna come back and he gonna be manhandling Castile like he keeps he's in really great shape he's, I think he's 33 31 33 one of the, something like that but he's still in great shape and he ain't skipped or lost us you don't think that Aaron Donald unless it just falls off a hill cliff this year and falling off the cliff this year for his stats is still probably pro bowl numbers it's nfl it, it happens quick or it just takes one injury so yeah that's true he's 31 he got oh, it me and aaron donald we got the same birthday okay aaron donald get your <laughs> money man aaron donald just got a new fan i see i see you boy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's 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 a monster dog. So that helps St. Louis chances. Him every May twenty third, like hey birthday twin. <laughs> you better relax. <laughs> me, me, me and Maxwell, we gonna get together one day and have a, a birthday party, man. Pick your photo. Mm-hmm. Celebrate. The mayor just. I don't know if like, y'all know who y'all uh, y'all birthday <laughs> right. Is on. right. The mayor be like, let me get that shit from you real quick. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no tweets out here. <laughs> um, my birthday twin is Al Roker and Byron Saxton. So yeah. Ah, fake coach. <laughs> I like. I actually fuck with Byron Saxton. At first, I was like, "No, he just coached 2.0," but he's not. That's racist. No, uh, his whole his whole demeanor and everything. But he's not. Byron Saxton is Deliano, friend. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got any birthday twins? Do I have a birthday twin? I probably I mean, do. It, you know, you my, know, you know, Sagittarius out here. You know, we be out here. You know, December fourteenth. Who, who we got out here? Uh, birthday twin. We we'll move on. Houston and designated hit hitter uh, Jordan Alvarez agreed to a six-year, one hundred and fifteen million dollar contract extension. You know anything about Jordan uh, Alvarez? Who he's about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alvarez, yeah, he's an outfitter, I believe. I think, but yeah, that's about the extent to my knowledge. Okay. Well, his uh, six-year, $115 million contract is the fourth biggest ever for a player who has yet to reach arbitration. Um, I ain't going to have you guess. It's behind Fernando Tatis Jr., Buster Posey, and Mike Trout. So given the company that he's keeping, like it, he must be good. I don't know anything about him, but congratulations to you. Birthday. Hey, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim got two notable birthday twins, Offset from Namigo and uh, DK Metcalf. I just got the DK Metcalf because I've seen Vanessa Hudgens, I seen <laughs> Tori Kelly. I'm like, oh goddamn, bro. But yeah, yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I mean, some BTS cats on here. I don't know. Maybe you know they they were a wide, but no, it ain't, it ain't no fun. Ain't no fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Offset. Yeah, you got offset, 
formerly of the Migos, right? Oh, well, Allegedly. Uh, oh, me and Ryan Coogler share a birthday too. Okay. <laughs> Y'all can't see me, but I was I was doing my arms in celebration. <laughs> and Drew Carey, which okay. I love Drew Carey. No. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> Drew, Drew Carey cool. Drew Carey's cool, but Jim Carrey's my guy. It's funny how dudes just knew off top. Like, <laughs> like, hey, he deal with Quincy all the time. He kind of, <laughs> he got in there. In other baseball news, not birthday news, uh, the Phillies fired their manager Joe Girardi, and the Angels fired their manager Joe Madden. Two so prominent two, names. Two World Series winning. Managers lost mm-hmm. their job within three days of each other. The Angels can't seem to catch a break, though. Two Joes. Yeah, two Joes too. Yeah, I mean, think of, if you think about it, Mike Trout's been on the. We Angels didn't forever. do it, Joe. <laughs> Mike Trout's been on the Angels oh. for damn, damn. I can't even. Damn. <laughs> Never mm. mind. <laughs> Hopefully the Angels turn it around for Mike Trout. Yeah, the Angels, as of this recording, the Angels have lost 12 straight games. Um, so they're now two games below 500 after, if you're, if my math is correct, after being 10 games above 500. Mm. Two weeks ago. They're like, no, we can't, we, no, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't do that. Uh, it's been a rough week in wrestling news. Boy. Um, lots of notable injuries. Mm-hmm. Some known, some unknown. Uh, we'll start with Cody Rhodes. He tore a pectoral muscle, um, but that did not stop him from main eventing the Hell in a Cell. What they call it now? Not pay per view. What's it called? Live, live something event. Live sporting sporting event or some shit like that. As long as I live premium in the live, premium live event. That's what it's called. Um, but yeah, he he headlined and actually put on a really good match uh, at Hell in a Cell with one arm. That shit was nasty. Boy, was pretty good, low key. What'd you say? The whole Hell in the Cell pay per view was actually it wasn't pretty bad. decent. It wasn't yeah, bad. it was one of the better ones they put out. Yeah, I only turned it on after uh, the Warriors put the game away, so I only saw the main event. Yeah, I did too, but I ended up going back and watching some matches from it. Oh, that yeah, Cody's pet looked. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Have, first of all, if you haven't seen it and you're not squeamish, look up Cody Rose Peck. Um, it's a really weird Google search. Sorry for that in advance. <laughs> but, Torn pectoral. Yeah, it it was like a purplish, reddish bruise that went like his entire, the entire left side of his chest, yep. under his arm, mm-hmm. like up, like his bicep. Like it was just, it was terrible, bro. Like yeah, you was, just know it hurt. I mean, and then he turned around and wrestled. Like he, they wrote him off on Monday, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. But shout no, out to was... Seth, Seth Rollins because he did a really good job of protecting him during that mm-hmm. match. And, like, it kind of mm-hmm. went off. Like, obviously, you see it, so you know he's injured. But, like, it kind of went off where it didn't hinder the match mm-hmm. too much. Like, they definitely, like, avoided his his left side. But then they did, like, do some spots that did it, but it wasn't in a way that well, hurt him know, way, it, more. Exactly. Um, so, those are two professionals <laughs> doing what they do best. Um, like Co- Cody, I know it's sacrilege, but like this might be his Steve 
Austin breaking his neck moment because like when he comes back, he's gonna be over, over like Rover. Good lord! And it's gonna be a couple he weeks. He said he uh, he said he plans to wrestle that Money in the Bank. Uh, he said he, he said that before he got wrote off. Like, <laughs> I think that, that was like a oh, I still have hope. Like I'm gonna still be here. And then Steph Rollins come out and beat the shit out of him. And it's like okay, he gonna have to have surgery. That's just to keep him off TV for a few weeks until the pay per view come up. He probably will show up at the paper. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But either way, like if he's off for even a couple months and then makes a surprise return, like it's gonna be the roof gonna blow off. Well, he'll be back with all the other stars. Ain't no damn stars right now. Honestly, Roman Reigns is on vacation. <laughs> Which you gotta imagine, like Vince just go throw somebody at him, like, "Hey, we need you, bro." Cody Rhodes is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gonna th- see uh, Goldberg come back or something like John that. John Cena coming back uh, in, in a week and a half. He's seen a month, so I think he's coming back like twenty fifth, so like some shit. Twentieth like anniversary of his correct. Debut. But you got Roman gone, Cody gone. Who else was? Damn, it was a whole. Oh, Sasha gone. Uh, damn, it, it was a laundry list of motherfuckers, bro. I was like, damn, ain't no stars right now. Like everybody said, oh, AJ Styles is gone. Edge just got rolled off. Cause he, or he just got. He got that was he, stupid. He, he got Why three chairs to the head already? with another chair on his head. That's usually they usually gone for at least a couple weeks. <laughs> Money in the bank is coming up. They want that to be a huge pay per view. So I'm assuming some of these cats will be back by then. But most of this, like, I was like, damn. Well, Brock got to be back sometime soon. Again, Cena coming back in a week and a half. And it's like you got to build some cats. You'll probably run with Seth for a minute. You don't have your. You could run with the women's division because Bianca. Oscar and uh, Becky put on a hell of a match. Like it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer because everybody on vacay right now. <laughs> uh, so the injuries were actually not limited to WWE. CM Punk has a broken foot, um, and while he will not relinquish the AEW title that he won last Sunday, they will be holding a tournament or eliminator something battle royal something something um either way they're gonna name an interim aew champion while he's gone and presumably they'll have a reunification bout when he returns yeah the only thing that sucks about the time in his injury um i was talking to Noman about this they were getting ready to do the the new japan crossover so they had just brought over like the roman reigns in new japan Mm because he's ready to fight cm punk now he hurt, so that's gonna have to be, you know, whoever they delayed. Yeah, and he go come back. I ain't really was, my time. And it was in Chicago, and it is in Chicago. The cross, the yep. forbidden door, whatever. Um, yep. Scorpio Sky is the TNT champion. He announced that he had a knee injury that he suffered on Rampage on Friday, and then Brian Danielson has been rumored to be injured, um, although that's not clear at this point. The uh, Brian Daniels thing, I saw they, they said he'd probably be out like a week or two. Like oh. his injury is not a, a believed to be super serious. Yeah, they think it may have been a little concussion. That's for him. A that's super concussion. serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's how, that's how I've seen the articles. Like, oh, it's not a major concussion; it's a minor concussion. I'm like, there's oh. no again, no <laughs> such thing. No, no, I was say, not disputing you. There's no such thing as a minor concussion. Either you have, it's like the lights. They're either on or they off. Like it's either a concussion <laughs> or not a concussion. Like you can't, there are no right. grades and concussions we gotta um, get past that old that old mentality <laughs> either way your brain is getting jostled so <sighs> um but again all these stars bro there's wrestling everybody on vacay mm-hmm. not just ww like you said like everybody like another one that is 
maybe on vacation maybe fired maybe working maybe shooting MG, mjf delivered a pipe bomb promo um and mm-hmm. nobody knows what the fuck is going on oh they took him off all like recently just as of today before we got in here i was looking at some stuff they removing him from all promotion all team all of that he's off of everything yep so he's pu- he's been publicly angling for a raise and he disca- he delivered a scathing promo on aew owner tony khan on wednesday's dynamite um so like you guys said he has been removed from aew's website and has not been mentioned on tv since the incident um did you guys see it yeah i did and i also want to add for additional context he also was no showing signing events mm-hmm. uh booked early plane tickets to leave out of events so that he wouldn't have to be like he has really uh behind the scenes been trying to get that new contract so when i did see the pipe bomb the promo i was like nah this <laughs> he's frustrated yeah he, he had he had, a, he had a little bit of well spice behind it like Again, like I always assume everything is a work. A work. <laughs> if, it, if it's on TV, it's a work. Um, so, like, the fact that they gave him a live mic on live television, like, leads me to believe, like, there's at least some level of we know what he's about to go out and do. Mm-hmm. So whether he's actually frustrated and really wants a new contract and he feels like this is the way to do it, whatever, but I think that it at least has the blessing of Tony Khan to kind of turn it into a storyline. But with them removing everything, like, I don't know if that's just doubling down on, like, oh, we want it to be believable or right. if it's actually, like, he crossed the line. Because, like, aside from cursing, like, I don't know if he really said anything that would... Was wrong? Not and you can curse on their show, so that ain't, yeah. even, that ain't even a Well, I mean, like, he said the F word. Like, that was, that's kind of, like, the line in the sand. But, like, oh, they, well, yeah. they were ready to bleep it, so... Again, that kind of leads me to believe that it's a work. Um, but like, he didn't say anything that like crossed the line. Like, he called him a mark. He, you know, really, that was like the worst thing that he said. <laughs> like, if I was a former WWE guy, would you pay me then? Yeah. Right. Like, Which again isn't I'm out of bounds. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's the truth. I hear you. Yeah. So it's like it, it'll be one thing if he's like, yeah, you know, like said something racist or said something that's like some type of like shady business dealings that he did or so like things that you don't want talked about on national television hmm. but like it was all like within somewhat storyline type stuff so and again the fact that they hyped up like he's gonna be on dynamite tonight talking and then they gave him that and like again like to me it just it seems like a work but again like we'll see how the story plays out going forward well, they ain't really had a chance to talk to him either, apparently, because he'd be showing up. Like, he showed up last minute to the pay-per-view fight and then left immediately after the fight. So, mm-hmm. ain't nobody get a chance to talk to him, say nothing, high-five, shake his head. <laughs> I'm out, bro. I did my job. I'm gone. It's just, it's it's truly interesting, though. Like, But, yeah, missing, the I think, the signing, like, that's the biggest one because it's like, yo, we sold tickets to this thing. We had to get refunds. Mm-hmm. And, like, no promoter wants to do that, even no. in the service of a storyline. Um, so that's what gives me pause but uh, all the stuff that happened on tv and all that like even removing him from promos like that to me like screams work but who knows um so a los angeles lakers jersey worn by kobe bryant his rookie season including two playoff games has sold at auction for 2.73 million dollars good lord bro freaking speaking of auctions and selling stuff like at high prices bro freaking first copy of uh harry potter 
200,000 pounds. First edition of the the Sorcerer's Stone. Philosopher's Stone? Or the Philosopher's Stone. 200,000 200, pounds. I told Sam, I was like, this is why. There's a couple things that were on the crib that I was like, no, we hold on to that. <laughs> this, is why we, this is why we hold on to She agreed. She's like, you know what? You're right. We, we hold on to this for this reason. Like, but it's some shit like... You think you later on? You like wow! I wish I had all I had all original books too. Not the philosopher. You probably didn't have like the first edition. But when they was dropping, I was going to the store and grabbing them. So like some of those probably could be worth some shit later. Mm. Like still had the original artwork on them, the Mm. paperback Mm. joints, the park. Like (sighs) mine ain't. I wrote all up and through them books. I did not. You write in books? (laughs) Yeah. If if something, if something, if I read something that stands out to me, I'll highlight it or underline it or write something next to it what it makes me think about so your shit look like the, uh the ah oh, fuck i forgot what it looks like. Prince, books? No, I was gonna, yeah i was gonna say the half blood prince, prince potion book yeah yeah hey, look, my stuff looks exactly <laughs> like that to be honest with you that's why normally i don't want people like borrow my books i don't want them in my head because i'll be just <laughs> <laughs> be in there using that half journal so no shit my no. textbooks ain't even get wrote in china's supposed to do it no, I ain't writing no my highlighters. No, no, I'm like, I'm selling these motherfuckers back. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> them I knew I was selling. I didn't write them. I had a notebook, but like, shit, my would, own books, yeah. I kept them. I would go as long in the semester as I could without even opening it because it's like, nope, I'm keeping it in the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> like, until I know for sure I need to read what's in this book, I ain't opening Hella it. Hella Cliff Notes. Man, I mean, I said, like the first time I, uh, First time I read Malcolm X, the autobiography of Malcolm X, like my copy of that is all marked up. All marked up. That's legit. Like, I probably wish I had had the thoughts that I had when I was reading stuff, but that just isn't the way I consume. (laughs) That's fair. Just talking to myself. I'm like, oh man, that shit was fire. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me come back to that chapter later. (laughs) I had plenty Dumbledore quotes underlined, highlighted. Hey, he had bars. Didn't he? Dumbledore was dropping Damn. gems, bro. With his lying ass. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 lied for seven books. Even when he was dead, he was lying. <laughs> like, damn, bro, you ever gonna tell me the truth? Eventually. When is eventually you're dead? <laughs> we here now. When everybody dead tells the truth. That's that's it. You'll learn about it eventually. Okay, I'm dead. He has a nerve to be crying, <laughs> talking about some I didn't think that you would. Man, you put that seventeen-year-old kid through so much. You could have been told me this motherfucker was trying to kill me. Instead, you want to hide and shit. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> you wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to die either. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go through hell and back. Friends leaving me and shit. Damn, we just gonna spoil all the uh, hair. It's bro. Sam, listen, if you have not Harry is old as us now. Shit. <laughs> you ain't know his story by now. You don't give a shit about the boy who lived. Talk to him, Tim. Anyway, um, Nike founder Phil Knight and Dodgers co-owner Alan Smolinski. Smolinski? I don't know. Yeah. Dodgers co-owner have made a two million, two billion plus dollar offer um, to purchase the Portland Trailblazers. um, Although the Trailblazers have said that the team is not for sale. Um, Adam <laughs> Silver <laughs> says that Jody Allen, the trustee of the Portland Trailblazers, has to sell the team at some point in the future. He says he does not know when that will be, 
um, and that Allen has been a great steward for this franchise and that his preference is that the team stays in Portland. Wait, so you telling me I gotta sell it? No, he's saying Whoa. like she's planning to sell at some point. It's just like she's not selling right now. Because the the thing is, when uh, her brother died, who owned the team ahead of time, he had a lot of things set up legally, like in his trust about mm-hmm. how his assets have to be sold off. Mm-hmm. And although we haven't like seen the details of what his trust, you know, is, it's believed that when he said sell off all assets, it included the Seahawks and the Trailblazers. Mm. Okay, which is probably why they've been talking about another. No, no. Have they been talking no. about Seattle moving around? Not moving around. I saw. I forget who it was. It was someone rich. I saw. Yeah. Apparently, made like a four point five. Was more like like a four point five billion offer for the Seahawks. Yeah, I was. I thought I seen something about. I thought that was the Broncos. Broncos was sold. Was it, Broncos? it might be the Broncos. Broncos was actually sold for four point five billion dollars. Okay, I think that might be what y'all conflating. I think that was that's the highest for any sports franchise. Bro, in history, I believe is what they said. Let me, let me go ahead and do a quick Google real quick. Denver Broncos, uh, Billy Millies, uh, Denver Broncos. All right, I so on to the next thing, but this is the last topic. So they were sold for shit. Come on, well, every that, article in here, that I ain't, you know, because oh. like what I saw is that Forbes have an, like reported that they've been uh, sold. It is. Bron- we are thinking about the Bron- the Denver Broncos are expected to be sold for four point five billion to Walmart heir Rob Walton. Yeah. That's where I got that four point five from. I was definitely thinking of the Broncos. Don't the Waltons own a different team? Shoot, mm. I can't keep track of all these rich men. I don't. Well, that man is worth fifty nine point one billion dollars. It's Walmart's heir. You fin- <laughs> one, one of. One he's job. the eldest son of the Walmart founder. Mm. Woo! Mm. I feel like the Bears mm. owner might be like a Walmart person. All could be wrong. Right. Walmart go ahead. Yeah. Anyway. Um we do have a blow to whistle, so we can uh, on to that. Alright now, that's enough out of you. You know what? Tears ass up! All right, so my blow the whistle is on Jason Adams, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. These five are all pitchers for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Tampa Bay on Saturday night had a Pride night uh, where they incorporated rainbow stuff into their uniforms. Um, and these five chose not to wear it. They wore their standard uh uniforms um then after like which is one thing but then after the game they came out and said like oh you know it's not because we're against gay people it's just like their lifestyle doesn't you know like it doesn't uh jibe with like what our religious beliefs and you know like we, we accept all people and it's like well if you accept all people then you will be fine with wearing the rainbow stuff it's not like it makes you gay it's not like it's an endorsement it's just like it's acceptance of that lifestyle that you may or may not agree with which is one thing but a different conversation it's just like like if you're gonna go against something like stand on it like be truthful about like your reasoning for it like you don't want to catch the backlash for it you want to try to sanitize it it's like no nah, you want to be a bigot then be a bigot and be it publicly but don't try to like don't lie to my face and tell me it's one thing that doesn't mean a different thing when it's like clear as day <laughs> that's what it means like, if you want to be supportive then you wear like you can wear rainbow 
stuff and be an ally. Like that's right. all. Like, it don't mean you automatically change your sexual orientation immediately. Like, no, bro. Like, just support. No, I guess not. All right, for sure. But don't lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's like you're part of a team. Your team decides to do this thing, then you're making yourself apart from said team. So, like, if you want to talk about, like, oh, I'm a great teammate, blow. Like, no, you're not. Well, they, they teammates to each other. They great teammates for each other. Them five. <laughs> I don't want to say anything So I'm <laughs> just leaving it there <laughs> uh, See I, Camille like, I don't know how to end the show anymore Like usually we go into text well, I mean, And we have the whole thing And it's just like I don't know It's a whole different It's a different feeling different Anything y'all want to say To, to, to close the, the show I mean Since we We blown the whistle I do want to just point out The fact that Uh through June 5th of this year, there have been at least 246 mass shootings, meaning that yep. we have had more mass shootings than days of the year in 2022. That's a lot of shit. I just want to throw that out there. I just, just put that there. Um, no, I was trying to fly through a Actually, couple Actually, I do have another blow the whistle. Uh, Deshaun Watson is up to 66 allegations. Oh, shit, hell. 66? 66. So the New York Times reported... Um, oh, sorry. It's not, not he's, allegations. He's met a minimum of 66 women for massages over the course of 17 months. And the Houston Texans were apparently uh, helping him get hotel rooms and write up NDAs. Yep. It's facilitating all of that shit. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. That's where we're at. $230 million guaranteed. Boy, I want to. I truly do want to go back on that YouTube video and just kind of be like, what was y'all talking about, bro? It was, it was the two no, cats that left them. comments, bro. Now, I ain't said shit, but I've been really itching to say some shit because I'm like, that's some wild shit that... Tim has <sighs> been mad about the two comments we got on a YouTube video about Deshaun Watson since them comments appeared on that. And we're still wearing the mask, motherfuckers. So one of them... Yeah, the first comment said, like, oh, they wear a mask. You can't trust they sport the You know, you know what, what they about. What do they mean? <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> That's what happens when people that don't know nothing about sports uh, start talking. Like, bro, that had nothing to do with throwing the damn ball. You throw the wrong damn ball. That's the problem. <laughs> it kind of did. Wrong. Uh-huh. Shit. And then the other motherfucker. Yeah, you know, the black man. I'm like, don't do that. I'm Stephen A on this one. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't 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 do that. Don't don't bring that shit into it. Like, no, no, you gotta stand by the nope. Mm-mm. To that point, like one thing about being pro-black is holding black people accountable for what they do. Wrong. Preach. You're wrong. You're wrong. What's Charlie Murphy say? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> like, ugh. Ooh, he be jeebies, bro. No, because we ain't gonna further ourselves as a people if we gonna just let each other do some whole stuff. Like you got, like you got to be accountable. So yeah, for real. Um, the only thing positive to say. That I was gonna say I wanted to end it on oh. just like going off on people. Shout out to uh, vaccine. Speaking of mask and all that stuff <laughs> for holding holding the girl down, keeping me out the hospital while I fought COVID. Uh, it's been a long ten days in isolation, but I am free. After free two days, free. <laughs> free after two day. It's been a long ten day bid. Shout out to all my friends and you know my family, my loved ones who was you know keeping me company when I was in here by myself all alone. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> so I try to turn up with her on. Turn up, turn up with her on Friday. I can, I can chill. Help, shut the hell up. 
Try to transfer <laughs> happiness to my friend. I get told shut the fuck up. I told out. you. If if you didn't realize, Tim, don't I... let shit run. No, you don't bro. Let shit go. I told you I was trying to help facilitate and, and help <laughs> translate Tim talk, but Tim wouldn't even let me translate. Tim, no. I was living my life like be, it's golden. I can't be happy. I can't be happy, y'all. Mother- Tim, you need to sit down. Why I gotta sit down in my house by myself? I ain't gotta be quiet, huh? Why I gotta be quiet? You didn't, you didn't even you, you didn't even hear what you were saying. That's why you saying that. I heard everything I was saying. I was enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was a celebration. Nobody wanted to party with me. That a bitch. Aww. Then the group chat was quiet for the next half an hour to hour. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> it was dead. I brought life to that motherfucker. No, nah, but for real, like it, it that that was a that was a game changer. When I got the PS5 during the quarantine, I said, "Thank you, something to do." <laughs> like you moved it from a different room, or y'all got a second one? No, Norman moved it from the living room into the bedroom, so I could have it in here, and then. Uh, I ended up playing G- like Sar- I was up late. Uh, I think like, like Saturday. School, yeah, it felt like I wasn't. I was sitting there just eating snacks and <laughs> playing a video game. And I was playing GTA with my friends online, and we was having a ball and laughing. And now I was playing 2K and then let's play the GTA. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, but yeah. The one last tidbit to tie up the fictional salary cap. I just seen it. The Rams are actually saving $2.75 million next season after reworking Star's contract. See? How? Sign the bonuses. I was going to say, you gave somebody $40 million and it saves you too. $90 million guaranteed. Here you go. I recouped That's what happened with uh, Aaron Rodgers too. Shit, we we got like $17 million in cap space right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got some money. <laughs> Give give them a raise and let's get a and let's get a discount at the same time. Mm. But yeah, that's the show. Um, I'm looking forward just, to being back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being point. back in the studio uh, with y'all next week. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. It's a celebration. Should bring some like <laughs> some confetti and shit. I just want y'all to know I'm so ready to talk about the NBA draft. So we got a couple weeks. Let me do, let me do my research. I don't know if we can we have some banter. <laughs> but I'm gonna sign off. If y'all want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, and these PSN, 2K, and GTA streets. Please don't be just trying to kill me in nah. GTA. Bullshit. I don't be bothering nobody. I just be trying to make some money. Also, but don't you can catch me at, <laughs> at Camille Monet, C A M I L O E M O N A E, because your mom is fancy. Thank you, fake kid. <laughs> At your world champion for the next week, Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks Burner on Twitter. That's all you get. Yep. Uh, let me let me let me K- hold, hold my boy down. It's, uh, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. K Harris two sixteen on Twitter. Uh, look at you, and it's your boy T I M. Oh yeah, Snap. What Snapchat too? It's your boy T I M K I N Z V number three, aka Ass Catchem, aka Mister Give It To Me. Uh, deuces. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. I guess we're dilly dilly on the way out too. <laughs> <laughs>